All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And it's time again for Invest Wisely. Walt Secure is on the live line. He is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. They take their clients' money and invest it in individually owned stocks in custom-made portfolios for every single client that they have. Well, what, uh, Walt, uh, last week, it just seems like uh, the stock market is a is a, just a train Bound for glory. We had a set of six months uh, with July closing of uh, gains. We touched some records uh, uh, last week and closed just off those records. It just doesn't seem like it's going to stop. Yeah, Bob, it's been such a great run. And uh, just, you know, just to kind of take a little recap of that and perspective of that, uh, you know, we, we entered last year and the market had a huge drop uh, during the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, the S&P went from 3,386, it lost 34% of its value, down to 2,237. And since then, we've been on a straight word, you know, although there's been a few bumps along the way, we're at 4,419. That's a 98% gain from that bottom of last year. And, you know, there's just a lot of really positive things happening, Bob. You know, you look at GDP, um, you know, has recovered dramatically. We're running somewhere around 6.5%. Uh, stock prices at record highs, uh, household uh, net worth at near records. Uh, we look at debt for households being, you know, at, at the lowest levels that we've seen in, in a long, long time. Um, so just a lot of positives uh, going on, and it's reflected in the market. And, you know, last week we did see the market sell off a little bit, a little bit of a breather. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is off 126 points, closed down 0.4% for the week. However, year-to-date, we're at 14.1%, and that's just a really, you know, on any given year, Bob, that would be a great return. The S&P 500 index was off 0.4%. Year-to-date, we're at 17% on that S&P. The NASDAQ uh, off 1.1% last week, but again, still at 13.8% year-to-date. And the Russell 2000, those small mid-cap stocks were up 0.8% last week and, st and stand at 12.7%. So, uh, we, you know, we enter August here, you know, with a, a lot of real positive developments. And, uh, you know, we have to keep our eye as, as we move forward and make sure we have the right strategies and we're employing the right tactics to make sure that uh, we, we continue to hold on to those gains that we've, we've made to this point. Of course, it was a busy week last week. In addition to being at the end of July, a lot of things were coming out, earning news. The Fed made another policy decision. So going through all this and even the uh, headlines on the apparently worsening coronavirus situation, oh, how do those uh, factors affect uh, last week's market, and how do you think they'll do that going forward? 
Bob, well, again, the Federal Reserve has been at the forefront of of the financial power here of the economy. Um, You know, the Federal Reserve, uh, once again, reiterated um, they're committed to using the full range of tools to support the U.S. economy. Uh, They say in this challenging time, thereby promoting its maximum employment and price stability goals. And that was the policy directive that came right out of the July FOMC meeting. Uh, We also saw Jerome Powell follow that up with comments, uh, you know, in the media that he said, you know, clearly uh, they're clearly away from any type of interest rate uh, raises at this point. So, again, the two big things, you know, the the bond purchasing, um, you know, the support of the fixed income market is still going to be there and, and the low rates, which have really uh, created some really strong economic momentum at this point. And it seems like the Fed's still very committed to that, Bob. And we know that, you know, you don't fight the Fed. I mean, there's there's that old saying, uh, you know, in history, not to fight the Fed. And I, I did, you know, I heard somebody make the comment last week about running out of ammo. The Fed was running out of ammo. And I went back and just did a, a Google search on news uh, items. And going back to 2009, you know, when, when the Fed really started to, you know, use some of the economic tools that they're using now, the monetary tools that they're using now, I found, you know, almost 10 articles that mentioned, you know, the Fed running low on ammo, an article, uh, a Reuters article in 2009, a Wall Street Journal article in 2010 said the Fed's running low on ammo. In 2011, a Washington Post article saying the Fed's running out of ammo. A Politico article in 2012 says, again, the Fed's running out of ammo. 2013, um, Time magazine had a big article about the Federal Reserve doesn't have any ammo left. Uh, USA article in 2014 saying no ammo left. Um, And again, you know, all through history, we've seen the Fed is unlike anything else. You know, they have an unlimited ability to, uh, you know, print money out of nowhere. And uh, if they, you know, I think the only thing that holds the government back is inflation and, and political will. You know, it's not like a household where we're limited by the debt we can take on. Uh, you know, the government can go to extremes. And as long as they have the political will to, to take those extremes and they can get away with it, they'll do it. And, uh, you know, they have the ability to tax, which as households, we don't have the ability to do that. So it's kind of a really unique uh, situation. And again, we've seen the power of the Fed at work. Now, other figures came in last week. They were rather, rather interesting. The GDP grew 6.5% of the second quarter, uh, making last year's downtown downturn rather possibly the shortest recession ever at only two months. Now, as we look forward, does that mean we're going to be recession-free? I don't think recession-free, Bob. I think but what we are going to see is shorter recessions. I, I, You know, history, again, sometimes isn't the best thing to look at. And, you know, we saw some pretty long recessions. But as fast as the economy moves, um, as fast as businesses move, as fast as governments can move, as fast as the Federal Reserve can move, I think downturns will be much shorter in cycle. So two months uh, was you know, one of the shortest. But again, we'll see other downturns, but we'll see you know a lot of uh, moves being made quickly uh, to to try to work our way out of these these downturns. So I think you know uh, timing is is changed definitely, and everything happens at a much more rapid pace today. Now, as the bull market continues, uh, this train's bound for glory, apparently, uh, you really think there are some questions folks should be asking themselves as investors right now. And you come up with nine questions that every investor should be asking themselves about their investments. So what are these nine questions? 
Well, these are the questions I ask myself, Bob, and I think they're important for every investor to ask themselves. You know, number one is if I'm as smart as I think I am. You know, there's a lot of people out there feeling pretty confident, pretty smart, you know, have made a lot of money. Uh, but you are you really as smart as you think you are? Um, number two, if you know, if, what if I'm wrong? Uh, you know, how how strongly do I believe with certainty in, in what I'm looking at, the numbers and the metrics that I'm looking at? Um, what will look obvious in hindsight, you know, again, challenging yourself to think, you know, what are you missing? Uh, do I have a plan for my portfolio? You know, is there a strategy? Are there tactics that you're currently using? Am I good at decisions or am I just getting lucky? You know, I think, again, I I was a golfer for years, Bob, and I always said I'd rather be lucky than good. But in the stock market, you know, you want to make sure you're not relying on luck, that you truly have good decisions and you make good decisions. How, how did I react uh, during other downturns, I think, is a big one. Have you experienced a downturn before? What did you do in the past? And what will you do if you have another one? Um, do you have a disciplined investment approach? Again, discipline is so important, especially, I think, where we're headed. Um, is your portfolio durable enough to handle a variety of market conditions and environments? You know, how durable is it? Have you have you risk tested it? Have you stress tested your own portfolio? And last, you know, what is my plan for the next downturn? And I and I think those are questions you really have to you know run through in your mind. You know, everybody gets caught up in patting themselves on the back and looking at the statement gains and feeling good about what they did. Uh, I spend more time, you know, thinking about the things that I'll need to do and how I'm going to manage the risk as I move forward. Once again, as we're talking about stocks in the stock market, I invite you to call and talk to Walt Secura here on WNIR. 330-673-1234 is our number to call. And if you're outside of Akron listening on WNIR.com, it's 800-669-4100. The lines are open now. You can talk to, talk to Walt about anything that's on your mind concerning the stock market. He's been doing this for, for more than 30 years, and they really has some good advice. So if you have particular questions you want to ask about the market and about particular stocks that you're interested in, 330-673-1234, 800-669-4100. Well, and talking about stocks, we'll shift over to Stock Talk now. So if you can give us some ideas about not only the questions that people are calling in, but with stocks that are out there and that are reporting. Uh, last week, earnings came in from Apple and Microsoft and Amazon and uh, Google and Facebook, all these people that comprise about uh, almost a quarter of the S&P's 500 market capitalization. And their reports weren't uh, weren't uh, showing any more incredible growth. In fact, they were moderating. So does that mean that we have hit the, the peak of growth uh, in this market and, and now we have to just kind of look at maintaining that? Well, I think a lot of them, Bob, put up incredible financial power. You know, the numbers all looked really, really strong. Uh, but at the same time, they all made cautioning comments. You know, most all these companies said, you know, it's it's going to get tougher. Um, as we've always said, you know, these great companies are kind of a victim of their own success because, you know, when you're as big as they are and you continue to grow at the rates that they're growing at, it, it really puts a lot of stress on these companies as they go forward because the expectations are so, so high. Um, you know, we saw that last week with Amazon. So I, I think that's really where we're at at this point. You know, I mean, we're looking at really, really strong numbers still. But again, some of that's priority on the stock price. Um, some of that is probably, you know, the expectations are very high. And, and these companies have to perform at a very, very high level as we go forward. Now, Amazon, for example, uh, closed the week at $3,300, $3,300, $27 a share, $3,327 a share, but that was down 9% 
almost $330 at the close. Now, does that drop? Where were you? Are you still bullish on investing in Amazon as a stock? Well, I don't think the long term I'm worried, Bob. Um, you know, you look at the quarter again, you know, the quarter they put up a 27% revenue growth, um, $113 billion over $88 billion. Uh, they did uh, earnings of $15 a share versus $10 to three months prior to last year. It's a 47% gain. Again, incredible numbers with the size and scope of this company, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the street expected a lot more. So the stock, you know, got punished last week. Um, I don't think it really changes our long-term vision of Amazon and, you know, where the stock will be three to five years out. But uh, this is always the thing I tell people, you know, three to five days from now, I don't know where a stock's going to be. Three to five weeks from now, you know, it could be down a lot. Three to five months from now is tough. But if you if you keep your eye as an investor three to five years out, I think that's really the key to investing in these kinds of companies. Uh, again, they're always going to be priced a little bit higher because they're so good and so powerful. And uh, you know, a lot of people want to own them. Uh, so you look for some weakness. And when you get some weakness, that might be opportunities to buy in. Now, what about Apple? That they reported last week. Uh, what did you see in their earnings report? Well, Apple, again, incredible financial power. Uh, they were at $81 billion of revenue for the quarter. Again, that's a 36% increase. Uh, earnings were up 100%. They were at $1.30 a share, over $0.65 cents a share. Um, you know, this is a company that really rides the iPhone cycle at this point, and it looks like that iPhone cycle is going to be very powerful for them again. Um, you know, they really crushed a lot of the targets. You know, keep in mind, they stopped reporting some of the data. Uh, Wall Street didn't really like this. Uh, they kind of hold back some of the projections and some of the data. Um, they, they make the analysts do a little bit more work now. They're not as transparent. But, uh, again, this company continues to execute at a very, very high level, uh, still you know, can create an incredible amount of cash flow and uh, strong dividends and a company we continue to like. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Morning. Uh, Walt, uh, as an educator, I, I have a little sideline thing for you here. Uh, when you wonder whether you're getting through to your students, and my wife was a teacher, Montessori teacher and second grade teacher, and she wonders sometimes if she got through to them. But anyway, my first stock was... Uh, 1958 in uh, Talmadge High School Economics 101, the teacher set up a corporation, and the cheerleaders sold uh, uh, badge, spirit badges and knickknacks, I would call them, uh, at the football and baseball or the basketball games and everything. And they called it the Blue Blue Devils Spirit uh, Company, and they he, we sold stock, and it was like ten cents a share, and uh, at the end of the year, they had uh, they had the whole set it all up, board of directors, the whole thing. And at the end of the year, they had a little profit and distributed it. And uh, uh, I had I had two paper routes in Goodyear Heights, and I had quite a bit of money as a teenager, and so I bought quite a bit of it. And I was thinking about buy, they taught us how to buy fifty one percent. We could gain control, but I didn't have time after school to go to all the meetings and uh, the time it would take to do that would would take away from my uh, source of income and so forth anyway uh, so at the end of the year they uh, uh, you know we uh, they, they had a little dividend and the whole thing and then it was worth more 
at the end of the year because of their efforts of selling all these knickknacks. Plus, you got near the majorettes and the uh, cheerleaders. So, anyway, that was my first talk, and uh, it 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 uh, it didn't get me real excited over it. But at least uh, later on in life, I think it helped me out. So, anyway. Right. Yeah, it taught you some of the principles. You, you hit a lot of the key principles in investing there, Ken. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, as far as looking at, uh, you know, the potential. And uh, I, I think that's important. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good example. You think any uh, economic teachers do that anymore? I think some do. I mean, you know, I think, uh, I know when I taught, I tried to, you know, bring those kinds of examples to the classroom. Um, you know, I, I think that's, teachers like that make a huge difference because I think they bring like those real experiences and uh, that's, the, we, we need more and more of that in education, that's for sure. My stock is PAA, Plains All-American Pipeline, pays 7%. I've had it for a long time. But I wondered, is that anything that Plains All-Americans Pipeline, symbol PAA, is that anything you've ever uh, uh, dabbled in or looked at? Uh? Yeah, I mean, I've looked at a lot of these, Ken. I mean, again, over the years, um, you know, we have a lot of people that look for income. So, I mean, we've ran a lot of screens on these, and uh, this is one that I am familiar with. Uh, you know, for us, I mean, again, this is truly an income play because, uh, you know, you look at the – you know, the revenues and the earnings, I mean, this industry has struggled, and, I mean, obviously it it's continues to hemorrhage a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as, like, if you're if you're just looking for that strong income, you know, these types of opportunities are out there. Um, we, we like the financial power, you know, on top of the, the dividends. Uh, so, again, it's one that I, I don't currently own, but truly understand why someone would own it. What did you ever uh, come up with on Porsche? Have you still got it on the screen watching it? Yeah, you know what? We uh we actually went ahead and took a position um in in Porsche in our small mid cap portfolio. So that you know, I had been watching it as we talked and you know, I felt there was a, a good entry point there. So in our small mid cap portfolio, we do, we don't do own Porsche at this time. Okay. Well, thank you. Have a good week. Absolutely. Thank you for calling 330-673-1234. You too can talk to Walt Secura of the AKW Group about a particular stock that you are interested in or, or watching. Uh, Microsoft, another stock they reported last week. Are you still uh, bullish on Microsoft? We are. Again, Bob, you know, incredible financial power, 21% revenue growth, uh, 49% earnings growth for the quarter. And, uh, you know, continue to execute it at a really high level and very strong dividend and uh, dividend increases, which we like to see. So we, we still are very bullish on Microsoft. Let's see, another stock, uh, Facebook. That's another one that is out there that uh, we've been talking about. Uh, what about Facebook? Facebook, 56% in revenue, 101% in earnings for the quarter. Uh, again, they cautioned that, you know, things will, might slow down a little bit, you know, in the fall, but... A three- to five-year time frame, we continue to like Facebook. And let's talk about Tesla. Now, they saw their stock go up uh, about uh, $43 last week, almost 7%, closing now at $687. Uh, is Tesla coming back into the market's favor, and do you still own Tesla in that core equity portfolio? We do, Bob. And, you know, we bought into it, and we took a little bit of a downturn with it initially. But, you know, again, we're, we're looking at the long run. They... Executed really well in the quarter, 98% revenue growth, 230% earnings growth. And uh, with the infrastructure bill being pushed forward, you know, with the amount of 
uh, funding that will go towards the electric vehicle build out in this country. I think Tesla is well positioned uh, with their brand and, and kind of, you know, leading the, the charge of, of those electric cars. So uh, a lot of other technologies that we like there. So, again, a, a company that we continue to like. We are talking to Walt Sakura as you are now. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Good morning. I uh, uh, was wondering what Walt was thinking about uh, First Energy stock. That's currently a little bit over 38 bucks a uh, share. Yeah, First Energy is one, obviously, you know, that I've followed for years. We have a lot of uh, clients that, that have uh, positions in First Energy, um, you know, due to employment in the local area and so forth. But, uh, you know, First Energy, I think, is trading at a reasonable valuation here. Um, dividend is 4%. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, hasn't you know performed like a lot of other stocks in the market, but I think as investors' expectations start to come down a little bit, and you look for a little bit more security and safety, I think uh, you know energy companies like electric utilities are going to be definitely a place to look. Uh, any other uh, areas for uh, uh, income earning or dividend type uh, stocks or uh, ETFs to throw money at? Yeah, and we we like a lot of dividend stocks. Our core equity portfolio is really focused there. Um, yeah, we look at those dividend aristocrats all the time. Um, uh, the next one I think we were going to talk a little bit about is Procter and Gamble, which I again put up a really nice report. I think companies like that that have long histories of raising their dividends, uh, you know, are definitely uh, worth looking at. So we continue to look, you know, that dividend aristocrat uh, list. We're we're always searching through that, and then we look for attractive valuation. Uh, at times when we can buy into those stocks. Okay, one more. One of the thin stocks, uh, MO, uh, I think it's Ultra, which is, uh, I believe, the Philip Morris product. Yeah, I've always liked this company. A lot of people don't like cigarettes, but I, I right. yeah, there were years ago that I thought, you know, this was almost a, a no-brainer, you know, addictive products that, you know, yeah. strong dividends, <laughs> and, you know, uh, they settled their litigations with the government a year ago and kind of got a little protection from them, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they've struggled a little bit, you know, with, with their financial power, but, again, the dividend is still there, so uh, if you're looking for dividends, again, kind of like that other stock we just talked about, PAA, you know, if you're Looking just for a pure dividend play at seven point two percent yield, you can hardly beat uh, Altria at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you for calling three three zero six seven three one two three four. You too can talk to Walt Secure of the AKW Group and find out more about particular stocks that you're interested in. Uh, we've talked about about these giants already. Now, another stock that you have in your core equity portfolio, a rather consistent long-term company, uh, Procter and Gamble. It's one of your holdings there, and they also reported earnings last week. What is Procter & Gamble doing these days, and do you remain bullish on their stock? Yeah, we do, Bob. I mean, they did a lot to put their company in the in the right framework. I mean, they currently have 21 brands that generate over a billion dollars in revenue. Uh, you know, when you look at Tide Laundry Detergent, Charmin Toilet Paper, Pantene Shampoo, Pampers Diapers, you know, uh, they've sold off uh, a bunch of brands, um, you know, kind of focusing the company. And again, this is a company, you know, that 67 years in a row has increased their dividend. They currently pay 2.4%. Um, and that 67 years of increasing that dividend knows that that dividend income will continue to grow in the future. They're committed to it. And uh, again, a Cincinnati company um, that, you know, here in Ohio, we're proud of. And uh, again, a company continually we're lo- looking at and one that we hold in that core equity portfolio.
Once again, Walt Secure is talking to us, and you have some time yet to talk to him now at 330-673-1234. The AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania, they are indeed affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, which provides them with uh, also help with their asset management, uh, investment banking, private equity services. They do uh, estate plan reviews, tax reviews, uh, Roth reviews, uh, Social Security reviews. Uh, They can talk about transaction taxes and other sophisticated things with you, uh, along with the research given to them by the R.W. Baird Company, and they're also doing a lot to uh, reach out to the investors in this area uh, to give them help in planning and planning for retirement. Uh, we talk about retirement. As people get older, uh, they say that they're not quite as a, either as well-suited to financial decision-making or don't really want to do that <laughs> anymore. So protecting investors as they get older and as they go through their retirement is something that you've done with your group for some time and, and uh, something you're focusing on right now. Bob, it really is. You know, there's a, a real body of evidence out there, and we see it, you know, with a lot of our clients. It's hard to see. It's hard to deal with. That You know, there's cognitive decline a lot of times, and, uh, you know, that that shows that as people reach higher ages, you know, they start to suffer a little bit from maybe dementia or, you know, the early onsets of Alzheimer's and these types of things. And it, it really is a, a, a very hard thing to watch because, you know, a lot of our clients are extremely successful and, uh, you know, really, really intelligent, strong people through their lives. and But they need help, and um, their families need help. And, you know, to step in and uh, to be able to provide the kind of advice that we do uh, to serve as a fiduciary, where we take over some of that responsibility. Um, you know, some people that are calling into the show are incredibly intelligent and have their, co- you know, cognition together, but there'll be a point where maybe they don't. And you need somebody you can trust, somebody to turn the money over to, a fiduciary that can step in and, and help, uh, you know, manage those decisions. Uh, we've been working a lot with trust departments. Uh, Barrett has a very strong trust department where they can step in as trustee. Uh, we have other local trust departments that we work with where we can get a fiduciary involved that can help in come in and do things like bill pay and, you know, making sure that the family's taken care of, you know, that someone's spouse, their kids, their grandkids, that this money that somebody's worked so hard for their whole life. Um, you know, has a, a plan for it, and uh, you know it's it's taken care of in the right way. So, uh, big responsibilities, hard decisions to have, um, very difficult to you know see these clients that have been our friends, and you know we've been there for them through the years. You know, see that that decline, but it happens. It's life, and you know we're proud to be there to be able to give some uh, you know some proper ways to handle that and and to give them some peace of mind uh, that'll be handled in the right ways as as they decline. You were talking about these topics and others in your renovate retirement classes coming up this fall and again take us down the path there and uh, talk about the two class offerings that are going to begin soon. Yeah, those are the types of things in that rejuvenate your retirement class, Bob, you're right, that we, we will deal with, you know, estate planning and uh, these types of issues are a big topic in that class. And again, the two classes, the retirement planning today, which will help people as they, you know, consider retirement. Are they ready? Do they understand their budgets? Do they have the right uh, assets saved up? You know, how are they going to make the decisions with Social Security and health care and all these items that are so important? And then, like we said, in that rejuvenate class, it's 
some of those decisions have already been made, so we focus on other important decisions, and uh, these two classes will be offered, and we're excited to get them up and running, and they're coming quick. So. Yeah, they're going to come uh, in, in, uh, here in this area. They're going to be held downtown Kent in Pennsylvania. They'll be held at the uh, town center in South Point, Pennsylvania, there near your Washington, Pennsylvania office. And if folks want to get involved in that, they can certainly call your local office here at, at 234-466-7476, or they can go to your website and click on the link. What is that website and link? Yeah, it's, it's the akwgroup.rwbaird.com, akwgroup.rwbaird, and it's B-A-I-R-D.com. And you can look on the site and click on the events. You'll get the ability to, to, to register and find out more about that. And when you do, uh, tell them you heard about it here on WNIR, Kent Akron. Again, the local number, 234-466-7476, or in Pennsylvania, 412-480-5090. Next week coming up, uh, first week of August, what's going to happen? Uh, lots of data, lots of earnings reports, and again, we'll continue to be in there helping the people that uh, have, have employed us to do so. Walt Secure, the AKW Group, thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next Sunday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Altria Group, Inc., symbol MO. Apple, Inc., symbol AAPL. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Facebook, Inc., symbol FB. First Energy Corporation, symbol FE. Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Plains All-American Pipeline LP, symbol PAA. Porsche Automobile, symbol P-O-A-H-Y. The Procter & Gamble Company, symbol PG. And Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.